Hans Christian Andersen. The Danish government declared Andersen a national treasure when he was in his late 60s and around the same time that he started showing symptoms of the liver cancer that would ultimately claim his life. The government subsequently paid him a fee and started constructing a statue of the author in the King's Garden in Copenhagen to commemorate his 70th birthday. Anderson lived to see his birthday but died four months later. Over a century later you can still see tributes to the writer's legacy in Copenhagen including a second statue um, of Anderson along the street named after him H.C. Anderson Boulevard and a sculpture of the Little Mermaid at Languilini Pier. Visitors are also welcome at his childhood home in Odense, Denmark, and at a museum dedicated to his work in the same city. Hans Christian Andersen may have been celibate his whole life. Although Andersen lived a long and full life, he struggled with personal relationships and never got his own fairy tale ending. It it has been known that he endured many hardships and transformed his pain into art. At different points in his life, he fell for a number of women and possibly a few men as well. According to some interpretations of the amorous letters he wrote to young men, but his feelings were unrequited each time. I believe he never had a sexual relationship, biographer Ben Teets Kijol told the, desk, the secret news. Although Anderson is often regarded as a pure and chaste figure, he has no stranger to lustful thoughts. When he was 61 years old, he went to a brothel in Paris for the first time and paid a prostitute but didn't do anything except watch her undress. After a second visit to a shop which traded in human beings, he wrote in his diary, I spoke with, brackets, a woman, brackets, paid 12 francs and left without having sinned in action, but probably in thought. Hans Christian Andersen was terrified of being buried alive. Andersen had a lot of phobias. He was afraid of dogs. He didn't eat pork because he worried he would contract trichniae a parasite that can be found in pigs. He kept a long rope in his luggage while travelling in case he needed to escape a fire. He often feared he would accidentally be declared dead and buried alive. So, before bed each night, he popped up a note that read, I only appear to be dead. Hans Christian Andersen wore out his welcome with while staying with Charles Dickens. Anderson met his liter literary hero, Charles Dickens, at an aristocratic party in 1847. They kept in touch and a decade later, Anderson came to stay with Dickens at the British author's home in Kent, England. The visit was meant to last two weeks at most, but Anderson ended up staying five weeks, to the dismay of the Dickens family. On his first morning there, Anderson proclaimed that it was a Danish custom for one of the sons of the household to shave their male guest. 
Instead of complying, the family set him up with a local barber. Anderson was also prone to tantrums, at one point showing himself face down on the lawn and sobbing after reading a particularly bad review of one of his books. And once Anderson finally left, Dickens wrote and displayed a note that read, Hans Anderson slept in this room for five weeks, which seemed to the family ages. Dickens stopped responding to Anderson's letters, which effectively ended their relationship. Poor translations may have altered Hans Christine Anderson's image abroad. According to UNICEFCO, Anderson is the eighth most translated writer in the world, trailing behind Vladimir Lenin. Though his works have been reproduced in more than 125 languages, not all of them have been faithful retellings. From the beginning, there have been many examples of shoddy translations that obliterated his original stories, according to the writers Diana Crone Frank and Geoffrey Frank, in their modern translations of the stories of Hans Christian Andersen. As a result, Anderson's reputation beyond Scandinavia was not as a literary Scandinavia. No, was not as a literary genius, but as a quaint nineteenth-century writer of charming children's stories. The pair write. Hans Christian Andersen's original version of *The Little Mermaid* was a lot more depressing than Disney's take. Anderson's Little Mermaid story from 1837 was far darker than the kid-friendly Disney movie it would later inspire. In the original, which you can read online, um, an unnamed mermaid who falls in love with a prince is offered the chance to take a human form, even though she'll live in perpetual agony and has to have her tongue cut out. The mermaid's goal, besides love, is to gain an immortal soul, which is possibly, which is only possible if the prince falls in love with her and marries her after the prince marries someone else. However, the mermaid contemplates murdering him, but instead of accepts her fate and throws herself into the sea, where she dissolves into sea foam, the mermaid is greeted by spiritual beings who say they'll help her get into heaven if she does good deeds for 300 years. So there's that at least. According to the scholars, the tale of the ugly duckling reflects Anderson's own feelings of alienation as a boy. He was teased for his appearance and high-pitched voice which often made him feel isolated and he later wrote a story about a boy named Hans who gets made fun of as a child. Much like the ugly duckling, Anderson only later, sorry, only later in life became the swan, a cultured world-renowned writer with friends in high places. Anderson even admitted of the ugly duckling this story is, of course, a reflection of my own life.
There's also evidence that Anderson placed his characters in desperate and hopeless situations to reflect his own personal traumas, which included being raised in poverty, losing his father, and having to briefly work in a factory at age 11 to support his mother. Paul Binding, a literary critic who penned a book about Anderson, said the long-lasting appeal of his stories go beyond their authenticity. True, some of Anderson's most famous stories, The Ugly Duckling, The Steadfast Tin Soldier, even The Little Mermaid, are dramatisations or subliminations of his own dilemmas, but they would not work on us as they do if they did not transcend the personal. In language, in observation and detail, and in intricate but unobtrusive structure, to stand on their own as perfectly wrought artifacts of universal appeal. Blinding wrote. Now I'm going to give some of my favourite quotes. Sorry, I lost track of what I was doing there. I'm going to give some of my favourite quotes of his. I'll start with. Does ask me how I am. I understand nothing more. But you sh but shouldn't all of us on earth give the best we have to others and offer whatever it is in our power? But a mermaid has no tears and therefore she suffers so much more. Some are created for beauty and some are for use and there are some which one can do without altogether. 80% of our criminals come from unsympathetic homes. It is the power of thought that gives man power over nature. Brave soldier, never fear, even though your death is near. Human beings, on the contrary, have a soul which lives forever, lives after the body has been turned to dust. It rises up through the clear, pure air beyond the glittering stars. Happy domestic life is like a beautiful summer's evening. The heart is filled with peace and everything around derives a peculiar glory. Life itself is a most wonderful fairy tale. Where words fail, music speaks. To be of use to the world is the only way to be happy. My life will be the best illustration of all my work. Life is like a beautiful melody, only the lyrics are messed up. Well, it's not so easy to give an answer when you ask a stupid question. Just living is not enough. One must have sunshine, freedom and a little flower. If you look down to the bottom of my soul, you would understand fully the source of my longing and pity me. Even the open, transparent lake has its unknown depth, which no divers know. The naive was only a part of my fairy tales. Humour was a real salt in them. Death walks faster than the wind and never returns what he has taken. Everything you look at can become a fairy tale. And you can get a story from everything you touch.
Nothing is too high for a man to reach, but he must climb with care and confidence. Each time I think that the song is ended, something higher and better begins for me. Well, yes, people write poems when they are in love, but a wise man will not print them. The whole world is a series of miracles, but we're so used to them, we call them ordinary things. Enjoy life, there's plenty of time to be dead. We cannot expect to be happy always. By experienced evil, as well as good, we become wise. To move, to breathe, to fly, to float, to gain, all while you give. To roam the roads of lands remote, to travel is to live. The wiser a man becomes, the more he will read, and those who are wisest read the most. He's only harming himself who's bent upon harming another. And that's the end of my fascination with Hans Christian Andersen. Thank you for listening. Thank you.